0: special features and reports with the Family Life News team. Now, here's what's happening.
1: Good Friday afternoon. Thanks for checking in. It's a busy weekend, folks, of travel and shopping. Just 10 days left till Christmas and a major storm going to impact millions from Florida to Maine. Wind and rain, the big concern along the East Coast. Now, we won't see the impact of this till Monday when that rain flips to snow for some. Correspondent Tom Costello gets us started. 104 million people will be driving, with the biggest traffic days predicted to be Saturday, December 23rd, and Thursday, the 28th. When you factor in the flying public, 115 million of us will be on the go for the holidays this year. Europe is on high alert following the arrests of Hamas fighters in several countries. The suspects taken into custody in Germany, the Netherlands, and Denmark. Reporter Charlie Daggett says they have ties to the same terrorist that Israel is fighting in the Middle
2: East. The investigation revealed a network of people preparing a terrorist act. Law enforcement agencies thwarted an attack, the goal to kill innocent civilians on European soil.
1: Prosecutors say these suspects plan to store weapons in Berlin for possible attacks against Jewish targets throughout Western Europe. Is the U.S. wavering in its support of Israel? Big question mark there today. There are reports that Vice President Harris wants her boss, the Commander-in-Chief to get tougher on Israel in its war with Hamas. National Security Advisor John Kirby says reports that the President and Vice President are not singing off the same song sheet are simply not
2: true. You've seen us officially refute the basic premise of the story, that there's some sort of daylight between the Vice President and the President. The President is comfortable and confident that in Vice President Harris he has a real teammate.
1: President And Biden at the White House yesterday implored the Israelis to do more to avoid civilian casualties in Gaza. I want them to be focused on how to save civilian lives. Not stop going after Hamas, but be more careful. Correspondent Richard Engel. The
2: Biden administration wants Israel to transition from a high-intensity military campaign to a targeted one, focusing on intelligence-driven commando raids and more targeted strikes.
1: The Israeli army has provided a timeline of sorts for how it sees the war with Hamas winding down. Here's reporter Rami Innocencio.
2: Israel's current phase of its offensive should be completed in two to three weeks, followed by lower levels
1: of bombing for several months. The worst of the fighting, we're told, expected to happen over the next 14 to 21 days. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley thinks it's wrong for the Biden administration to try and dictate to Israel how it should wage this war.
2: If you say you're going to be with Israel and support Israel, then do that. But you don't start drawing conditions on what they can and can't do. This was a country that fell to her knees with the worst attack since the Holocaust. And now they're trying to eliminate Hamas, the ones that did this, which, by the way, should be personal for America, because 33 Americans were butchered on that day. We've got American hostages. Let them finish the job.
1: Today, we learned three more Hamas hostages, including two 19-year-old Israeli soldiers, have been killed while in captivity. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre insists there's nothing to see here when it comes to the House impeachment inquiry into the president.
2: There's no evidence. There is no evidence that
3: the president has done wrongdoing. There's none. Absolutely not.
1: The Biden administration calls the probe a baseless sham. Media critic Joe Concha says the president was
2: caught in a lie. Not only did Joe Biden talk to his son about his dealings, he also talked to his son's business associates on at least 22 occasions while he was vice president. And again, the questions remain the same. What service did Hunter Biden provide to all these energy companies in places from China, Ukraine, Russia, to be compensated in the manner he was to the tune of millions? And if Hunter's last name isn't Biden, and he didn't have access to a sitting vice president. His father is even paid one dime. There are still many more questions and answers right now.
1: And this is what this inquiry is all about. The president's son facing contempt of Congress charges for ditching a scheduled deposition this week. 35 years after the bombing of Pan Am Flight 103 over Lockerbie, Scotland, the Libyan intelligence officer who made that bomb is in court in Washington.
3: Abu Aguila Mohammed Masoud Kier al-Marimi faces charges of destruction of an aircraft, resulting
4: in death. The bomb exploded aboard a Boeing 747 over Lockerbie as it flew from London to New York in December 1988. All 259 people on board were killed, and another 11 people died on the ground. Prosecutors allege Masood made the bomb that exploded in the airplane's cargo area. Stacy Lynn, Washington.
1: Lead poisoning's been linked to tainted applesauce, and it may not be an accident. There's been an outbreak tied to pouches of cinnamon applesauce for kids. Three companies were targeted. The FDA thinks the lead poisoning could have been an intentional act from somebody in the supply chain. NASA has lost contact with the Voyager 1 spacecraft.
2: Engineers are working on the computer glitch. The 46-year-old probe is the furthest spacecraft from Earth. Its flight data system seems to be stuck on repeat. The team first noticed the problem a month ago when Voyager 1 started sending Earth a repeating looped pattern of ones and zeros. NASA says the team has been sending commands to the to restart the flight data system, but so far, there's been no usable data. Back, I'm Mark Mayfield.
1: Voyager 1 is launched in September of 1977 and has left our solar system. It's approximately 15 billion miles from planet Earth. Last night in the NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders found their offensive ways just days after being shut out in a snoozer against the Vikings. Unbelievable. They do it again. Even the venerable Al Michaels was at a loss on the prime broadcast as the Raiders walloped. The L.A. Chargers 63-21, to setting a franchise scoring record four days after losing a 3 nothing yawner that was the lowest scoring NFL game in years. Steve and reporting more on the game with Randy in sports. Also ahead, masks are back in the berg. Ryan Corbett's family speaks and the Santos substitute. Can she keep that seat red? Good afternoon,
5: I'm Kevin Williams. A fine day today, but what about the weekend? I'm going to forecast details coming up in
1: 10. All right, see you then. Thank you, Kevin. The father of a former missing RIT student is speaking out for the first time since his 22-year-old son was found unharmed in Pennsylvania this week.
2: Hearing his voice was amazing. Mark
1: Grant explaining the moment he reunited with his son Matthew after he went missing for nearly a month.
2: I just reassured him right out of the gate that everything was fine, uh, nothing else mattered, um, and... That we can figure anything out?
1: Grant disappeared the Monday before Thanksgiving without his wallet or phone from his Henrietta apartment. He was located this Wednesday afternoon, 300 miles away, at the Delaware Water Gap in eastern PA. We're going to keep
2: the reasons why he was gone
4: um, a little close to home for now. He's got a lot to process.
1: Grant's dad tells Spectrum News his son is working through some things and needs some time alone. Our
2: children are everything, it's, it's literally
1: everything. Matthew Grant, in his fourth year of a five-year mechanical engineering program at RIT, he's also co-captain of his college wrestling team. The family of a Dansville, New York man kidnapped by the Taliban in Afghanistan not giving up hope that he will be released soon. Forty-year-old Ryan Corbett taken captive 16 months ago while on a business trip to Afghanistan. His wife Anna telling Spectrum News:
3: July 2022 was when he left for his. Trip and we haven't seen him since.
1: Ryan Corbett was checking in on his employees when he was taken by the terror group almost 500 days ago. It's
3: just not right that a U.S. citizen be wrongfully detained sitting in this basement cell, cold, no heat terrible conditions, declining health, and we're worried for his life. And we need more to be done. We need him to be prioritized.
1: Anna Corbett says she's spoken briefly with her husband on the phone a couple of times since his capture. The
3: toll it's taking on our family is difficult to really assess right now because we're trying to survive. I get out of bed every morning Not because I want to, but because I have to. I've got to fight to get Ryan home, and I don't want my children to lose both parents.
1: Ryan's been gone for two Thanksgivings, Valentine's Day and Father's Day.
3: Now looking at another Christmas without him is just more than we can bear. My dad just wanted to help people, and that's what he was doing, and this is what happens, and now... It's been 16 months, and every day is so hard. And nothing's normal.
1: Katzia Corbett is the eldest of the three Corbett children. Ryan's dad is a pastor in Dansville. New York Republicans have a candidate for February special election to fill a vacant congressional seat. Republicans have picked freshman legislator Maisie Melissa Pillip to run as their candidate in next year's special election for George Santos's vacant congressional seat. She's 44, born in Ethiopia. Her parents moved to Israel when she was 12. Pillip is Jewish, a former IDF soldier, and the mother of seven children. Correspondent Michael Wallace, she'll face off against Democrat Tom Swasey in the February 13th special election. New York State Senator George Borello vows to fight in court the new look congressional map that Democrats are drawing for next year's election.
4: Democrats
5: sabotaged the process. The fix is in. There will be litigation once again if the Democrats continue down their, their gerrymandered road.
1: New York's highest court ruled this week that the new look maps must be drawn by February. There's a bevy of new laws on the books in Pennsylvania. Family Life. Sarah Harnish has more on the action taken by state lawmakers before they closed up shop in Harrisburg for the holidays.
3: Yeah, in total, 31 bills, including new, more restrictive police fitness requirements, protections for those hurt in human trafficking, and racially charged language removed from DMV. Needs. House Bill 773 makes it easier for medical marijuana growers to sell in Pennsylvania. They no longer need an authorized dispensary to showcase their products. Sarah Harnish, Family Life News. The
1: myriad of new laws also include new child tax credits, subsidized private school education, and a new service fee for telephone service to pay for 911. Governor Shapiro also signing new criminal justice reforms. The Clean Slate Act expunges the records of minor offenses, so those folks can get jobs. Here's Northern Tier Representative Clint Owler.
0: This is important. This is supported by the Chamber of Commerce here in Pennsylvania. This is looking for ways in some of these minor issues that folks have had to really look at getting them back into the workforce. When you talk to employers all across the region, that's very important to them.
1: 100,000 children in New York have at least one parent behind bars. Criminal justice reform activists argue that's reason enough to make mandatory minimum sentences a thing of the past. Democrats want more focus on rehabilitation and less focus on incarceration.
3: And in return, we get a safer environment and we have people who are coming out of the carceral system ready to re-engage in society in a, in a way that will promote public safety.
1: Assemblywoman Anna Kell is sponsoring a bill that would allow early release for good behavior. Republican John McGowan says it depends on the crime.
2: Murder. Rape, robbery, theft, those types of offenses, that person is intentionally harming somebody
1: else. I think we really have to treat those crimes differently. Governor Hochul expected to announce alternatives to incarceration in her State of the State speech in January. Pennsylvania Congressman Glenn Thompson's Whole Milk for Healthy Kids Act has passed the U.S. House. It allows whole milk in school for the first time since 2012. I think the dairy
2: farmers in Pennsylvania are ecstatic about uh, having this happen. It's just a part in the journey. There's more work to be done. In fact, we'd like to see all children have the nutrition of
1: milk and want them to like the milk that they're drinking. David Smith with the Pennsylvania Dairymen's Association. A Pennsylvania healthcare institution is reinstating mask
2: mandates. Pittsburgh-based healthcare giant UPMC is requiring facial masks at all of its facilities as it sees an increase in cases of COVID-19, flu, and other illnesses. According to a statement from UPMC, masks are returning to protect the health and safety of employees, patients, and visitors. The hospital system lifted its mask mask requirements in May in most areas as cases declined. The mask policy will go back into effect on December 20th, but it is unclear how long it will last. Brian Query, Family Life News. Hi, right,
1: Brian, thank you for that. The two-minute drill is next, right here
3: on the Family Life Noon Report. Good afternoon, I'm Randy Snavely. Bob, it was an impressive offensive display by the Las Vegas Raiders last night. Aiden O'Connell completed 20 of 34 passes for 248 yards and four touchdowns as the Raiders blew out the Chargers 63 to 21. The win snaps a three game losing streak for the Raiders. And what makes this 63 point effort even more impressive? Las Vegas was shut out three zip last week so they go from zero to 63. They had seven offensive touchdowns and two defensive touchdowns. On to the NBA. Nikola Jokic put up his 10th triple-double of the season as the Nuggets crushed the Nets 124 to 101. Jokic, 26 points, 15 boards, 10 assists. He becomes the first player in NBA history to have at least 10 triple-doubles in seven straight seasons boston chicago minnesota utah sacramento and the clippers your other winners on the ice sean coutier and bobby brink both scored in the shootout and the flyers edged the caps in philly four to three brink also scored in regulation along with joel farabee and owen Tippett. other winners on the ice columbus carolina st louis minnesota tampa bay vancouver and seattle to baseball. The Los Angeles Dodgers are definitely spending some cash this offseason. They officially introduced their new superstar, Shohei Ohtani, as the newest member of the team yesterday, but uh, he's not going to hold that title long. L.A. reportedly has acquired pitcher Tyler Glass now and outfielder Manuel Margot from Tampa Bay for starting pitcher Ryan Pepio and prospect Johnny DeLuca. We know Ohtani signed for a whopping $700 million over 10 years. Figures not released on Glassnow's signing, but he is guaranteed at least $25 million for the upcoming season. That is a look at sports. And that'll pay the bills, as they say.
1: Thank you, Randy. Still to come protecting kids from indoctrination, redrawing the already redrawn New York congressional districts, and abortion clinic safety issues. We're talking about all those things on Capital Connection after this.
2: Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Rob Reiner, known for his role as Meathead in the 1970s sitcom All in the Family and for producing movie classics like The Princess Bride, recently announced a new documentary that he helped to produce about the dangers of Christian nationalism. According to Reiner, opposing abortion and the LGBTQ agenda are central tenets of Christian nationalism. Several evangelicals, current and former, are featured in the documentary. All of which means that believers need to have a better understanding of this contentious idea of Christian nationalism. A helpful place to start is by understanding the place of nations in the Christian concept of the world. The first use of the Hebrew word for nation appears in Genesis 10 in a listing of nations that descended from the sons of Noah. Now, it's notable that that first reference comes even before the Tower of Babel, when God created even more nations by confusing the languages and scattering the people across the earth. Nations, it seems, were part of God's plan for humanity, even before the rebellion at the Tower of Babel. In Genesis 12, God tells Abram that his descendants would become a great nation, and that through them all the other nations of the world would be blessed. In the New Testament, ethne, the Greek word for nation, most famously appears in Jesus' instructions to make disciples of all nations, which is a fulfillment of God's original promise to Abraham. And most interesting is that nations are also present in the biblical description of the coming kingdom. So it seems that something of the nations will survive into eternity. For example, Micah 4.2, quote, Many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, end quote. Also Revelation 21:24 says that, "By the light of God and of the Lamb will the nations walk, the kings of the earth will bring their glory into the New Jerusalem." End quote "Well, of course human beings are fallen and so that means that everything humans build is susceptible to sin. That includes nations. And just as sins characterize our lives as individuals, certain sins can dominate nations, corrupting their cultures. And just as humans have to be cleansed of sin in order to enter the kingdom, so nations must be cleansed from sin to have any place in the new heavens and new earth. All that the cleansing of nations entails, of course, isn't clear, but the result is beautifully described in Revelation 7, where, and I quote, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages joined together worshiping the Lamb. And that confirms that at least to some degree, our nationality will be part of our identity and eternity. Rather than homogenizing us, God's kingdom will be a glorious mosaic of people of different races, ethnicities, and nations. And that only makes sense given how God delighted in the diversity of his creation, creation that's restored in the new heavens and new earth. Now, of course, all good loves, including our love of spouse, child, family, community, or culture can be disordered and can become idolatrous. Nationalism becomes idolatry whenever love of nation devolves into an excessive or uncritical devotion, whenever it's confused with the kingdom of God, whenever it justifies evil or engages in a partiality that treats citizens of other nations as being less worthy of love or of justice or of charity. However, the idea that nations should be defined and should be self-governing should be morally up. Upright and the immediate object of Christian stewardship, that's not idolatry at all. That's fully consistent with the Christian worldview. Christians are called to steward the nations they're in. After all, our nations are the most obvious aspect of the time and place in which God has put us. And what all nations have in common is that Jesus rules over them all, and no one in heaven or earth will ultimately usurp his authority. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint.
1: Thank you very much, John. Let's head outside, Kevin Williams. Here is your family life weather forecast. A fine
5: Friday underway across the region. Mild, fair, and dry. Ample sunshine, albeit breezy in some areas. High temperatures mid-40s to the mid-50s. Night partly cloudy, low temps 30s wild clouds and limited sunshine, the high in the 40s, Bobby Sunday, rain arriving from south to north later in the day at night, high temperature Sunday near 50. All right,
1: Kevin, thank you. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. It is Friday, folks, the 15th of December, and you're listening to the Noon Report on Family Life. <music> Welcome back to another edition of Capital Connection. Fridays during the Noon Report, we give you direct connection to what's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues at the state capitals they are michael gear at the pennsylvania family institute and jason McGuire with new yorkers for constitutional freedoms jason i want to begin with you new york's highest court just gave democrats a big christmas present this week when it comes to redistricting a four three decision tell us what happened and why it's significant
4: yeah, the listeners may recall last year there was a major push to appoint a new chief justice on this court. That man was now Chief Justice Rowan Wilson. At the time, it was believed that would give a judge who would already side with the Democrats on redistricting another bite of his apple. And that has now paid off. So when the Senate Democrats rejected Governor Kathy Hochul's initial pick and then received Chief Justice Rowan Wilson, they're now cashing in on that. And it looks like in 2024 we will have new district maps that will likely help the Democrats in this state blue congressional seats will likely look bluer, and the redder ones will look redder, Hmm. and that's going to be a tough fight in 2024. And they
1: have till February to have those lines drawn. Is there any appeals process here, or is it pretty much the done formality? This is what has to happen.
4: Well, as the process played out uh, before, uh, this would deadlock at the committee level, and then when it deadlocks, it will force it back to the Democratic supermajorities, and they will draw the uh, maps as they will.
1: All right, we just had them drawn. Let's draw them again. Uh, There is is uh, big news in Harrisburg as well uh, apparently there's some kind of a leak in the House chamber and uh, correct me if I'm wrong here lawmakers are not except for the budget address in February they are not going to be back at work until after St. Patrick's Day that's in March that is some kind of roof leak that's needing fixed there Republicans think there's something else going on here that may have to do with politics what say you Michael Gear?
0: wait Bob are you suggesting that po- Politicians might have political motives. Uh, <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, here, Bob, there does appear to be more of a political agenda at play in keeping the lawmakers out until after that holiday with the green beer. It turns out that Democrats are losing their one-vote majority, and so the Democrat leadership has decided no sessions for three months until that seat is filled. They're blaming a roof leak, but there will be the uh, budget address by Josh Shapiro in the meantime, and we'll be watching to see if he needs an umbrella as he delivers that budget
1: address. <laughs> Maybe they can put buckets around the chamber and catch the water. We'll see. Unreal the stuff that's happening. Jason, we're going to talk more about anti-Semitism on America's college campuses. We saw UPenn's president resign. Harvard's president gets to stay. Governor Hochul's cracking down on this. Uh, Couldn't believe when I saw a stat this week. Uh, I want to get your reaction to it. One in five young people today, 20% of all young people in this country believe the Holocaust
4: was a myth. How does that happen? Yeah, it's stunning. I mean, at its root cause, we all understand there's a spiritual war that is going on, and I believe that's motivating a lot of this. There's also a major educational problem. Too often we are sending students off to these colleges to be indoctrinated in left-wing progressivism rather than really American civics of what it means to be a patriot in this country and to see the world in a way that I think uh, you know, I would more closely align with.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't believe that. One in five young people think, are Holocaust deniers, Mike? All you got to do is look at the old World War II real footage to know that's nonsense, but that's the thinking in this country. I know the PA House Republicans took wraps off some legislation on this this week. Uh, What exactly are they trying to do?
0: Well, these proposals come in light of the unbelievable congressional testimony by the University of Pennsylvania president, which was so tone-deaf and heartless it cost her her job. One of the bills that has been proposed would require colleges and universities that receive state funding to include in their bully and harassment codes, prohibitions against calls for genocide against the Jewish people. Another one of the bills would have transparency requirements in schools on the curriculum regarding the Holocaust, getting to the issue you and Jason just talked about. Yeah. And the third would establish an anti-Semitism awareness day in November, beginning in
1: 2024. Let me ask both of you guys this question because it's just continuing to be in the news now. With the, We saw that the board at Harvard, Jason, unanimously deciding uh, to keep Claudine Gay on the job. What advice would you give to parents of juniors and seniors in high school who may
4: be looking at attending one of these Ivy League schools? Well, my first advice would be to start earlier. You know, if we're waiting until junior and senior to start talking about these issues, we're probably missing the opportunity. Have those open and honest conversations at much younger ages. But as students get to that age and they're considering these colleges, you have to help students understand you have to go in with eyes wide open. Mm -hmm. I have a daughter at college, so this is kind of uh, close to my heart right now. But um, when you go into these classes, oftentimes professors will have agendas that are contrary to a biblical worldview. And so the broader than just the anti-Semitism, there's this broader worldview issue. Go in with eyes wide open and get plugged in to inner varsity or some kind of a Christian ministry that is on campus, a good church where students can also continue to live out their faith even when they're away from home.
1: Yeah, Michael, one of the things I hear from parents all the time is four years after a student is enrolled into school like this, they say, I don't even recognize my kid anymore. Their worldview has totally changed. What advice would you give to keep kids from having this indoctrination that Jason talked about happening in their own families?
0: Well, I agree with uh, Jason about starting early, and part of that is parents talking to their kids about these issues. If the parents do that, the kids are more likely to adopt those values and can keep them even through college. And if you don't talk about them and the first they hear about them is in a high school or college class, they're more likely then to adopt that and reject the parents' viewpoints. Gotcha.
1: Well, Jason, a federal court last week dealt a blow to New York's concealed carry law. What were some of the major findings from this ruling?
4: Yeah, a couple of things. One, the gun control legislation that was passed on special session back in, I guess, 2022, would have required that social media accounts be turned over before you could purchase a firearm. That has been thrown out by the courts. The other issue is this idea that you can only carry in a place of business if the business posts a sign affirming you have the right to do so. That's been reversed. Mm. So essentially now you can go into places of business that do not post a sign and it is presumed you have the right to carry unless that business says otherwise. That also applies to houses of worship. So it really expands upon the recent one we had this year on this issue, and I think it does bring us back more closely in alignment with what the Constitution says.
1: Michael, couldn't believe this article, and if you want to read more, it's on your website. We'll give that address at the end. Half of all abortion clinics in your state have failed at least one health inspection the past year? Half of all of these facilities. What sorts of violations are we talking about and why is this so troubling in your opinion?
0: Well, first I want to begin by saying I'm grateful for our team here at PA Family that has been uncovering this information. There are a variety of findings from a botched abortion that may have injured the mother to failure to follow protocols after surgery. But what's most troubling, Bob, is that there apparently have been no sanctions are punishment for these infractions, which means that these patterns of wrongdoing will likely continue. Mm. And of course, every time a pregnant woman goes into an abortion clinic, that is two persons, and typically only one leaves alive. Gotcha.
1: Jason, a sharp increase, and you're also writing about this on your website. We'll give that address in just a minute. There has been a noticeable increase in homeschooling in New York. A lot of folks are pointing to COVID for why this is happening. I know COVID is a big reason, but are there other other factors at play here in New York?
4: Yeah, you know, people are are looking at school choice options in ways they never have before, and I think it probably did accelerate during COVID, but in reality what parents saw during COVID and since is they are now seeing the policies and the again the indoctrination is starting at younger ages in regard to issues like human sexuality, gender identity issues, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Those things are coming across in so many different ways that parents, I think, are saying enough is enough in New York or over the last 10 years, we've seen a 178% increase in homeschooling families. Wow. Uh, that's just enormous.
1: And speaking of education issues, I know, Michael, you're not giving up on this school choice bill, which Representative Clint Owlett tried to get through over the summer. Governor Shapiro said he supports it and then reneged. And, and now we've got a lot of loose ends with the still undone state budget. How optimistic are you that in 2024, that might be the year to get this across the finish line?
0: i'm hopeful that it will the pressure for school choice even what jason just talked about parental pressure for school choice continues there's still pressure on governor shapiro and we are hopeful uh, that as we continue to press that maybe we will see some expansion of school choice in 2024
1: gotcha and again as we mentioned those websites are available if you want to read the article about half of all abortion clinics in pennsylvania failing health inspections uh michael where can folks go online and read more
0: eafamily.org
1: And homeschooling is all the rage now in New York. Jason, you have an excellent article on that as well. Where can folks find it? AlbanyUpdate.com. All right, gentlemen, thank you. Capital Connection comes your way Fridays during the noon report or online anytime. FamilyLife.org. Just look for the News tab on our podcast page good afternoon
5: here is your family life regional weather forecast a fine friday underway across the region mild fair and dry high pressure is our fair weather friend that high will hang around for a portion of the weekend but then a storm coming up the east coast promises wind and rain as we head toward the end of the weekend and early next week Could it tap into enough cold air to change that rain to snow come Monday night and Tuesday? could well do that. We'll keep you posted. In the meantime, for this afternoon, ample sunshine, mild, albeit breezy in some areas. High temperatures, mid-40s to the mid-50s. Tonight, partly cloudy, low temps, 30s. Tomorrow, clouds and limited sunshine, the high in the 40s. Cloudy Sunday, rain arriving from south to north later in the day at night. High temperature Sunday,
1: near 50. All right, thank you, Kevin. And finally, at noon, somebody called the fashion police because only the ugliest Christmas sweater will do today. Today
3: is National Ugly Christmas Sweater Day, and Vancouver, Canada, claims to be the birthplace of the first ugly sweater party in 2002. And from there, it grew. But ugly doesn't mean cheap. Nordstrom.com selling an ugly Christmas sweater for 600 bucks. And it's fun to joke about the sweater, since most of us have at least one in our closet that could be worn today. But it turns out only 3% of us actually attend an ugly Christmas sweater party. I'm Bree Tennant. That's
1: too bad, because those are really kind of fun parties. There you go, folks. Feel free to get your ugly on today. That's The World We Live In, Friday, December 15th. I'm Bob Price, Family Life News.
0: You've been listening to The Noon Report. Heard weekdays on Family Life. Thank you for listening.